Get the Hillman Morning Show on demand. Podcasts and more are always online and on your schedule at waaf.com. Is like what is complete, like what lines that are uttered by the characters are completely legitimate lines from history and what they took artistic license on. Oh, okay. So, um, we like they they talk about how the um, you know when they you know when they carry the guy out that one guy carries the other guy out uh, who who dies the guy who was in who was in there like in the radiation area mm-hmm. oh when he had him over his shoulder over his shoulder yeah and in then he real, started bleeding in real life that guy actually had a handprint on his back a radiation handprint oh my from God. that other dude's from that other dude's hand. So, you know what's that, you know what's amazing? It's it's the uh it's the hardiness of the Russian people. Oh. So you've well, got these guys who are like hemorrhaging, their skin is hemorrhaging, their internal organs are melting because of radiation and still they smoke. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's like, like yes. give me a cigarette. Well, listen, we're we're talking about Chernobyl on HBO, which is um amazing television. I I just I I can't yeah, beg you amazing. enough. To give it the time that it needs and that it deserves and watch it. But um, it's the, you know, a whole, if you listen to the podcast, a whole part of that is the fact that these Russian people had lived under communist rule for so long that they they knew nothing other than saying yes. So mm-hmm. somebody says, you know, you're going you're gonna to dive into the water underneath the, the nuclear disaster and and open the gates so, so the water can come out, and mm-hmm. they go, yeah, absolutely. And they say, basically, you're going to die, and they go, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Well, it's either you that know, or get shot. Yeah. Right? I, see, yeah. <laughs> All right, anyway, it is 8.01, and this is WAAF FM and HD1, Westboro, Boston, WEEI, HD2, Lawrence, and WWBX, HD2, here in Boston. Today's weather brought to you by Massachusetts Health Connector, mahealthconnector.org. It is going to be partly sunny, and the temperature is going to get to 83 for a high (laughs) today. I'll be indoors. Your favorite kind of weather has arrived. See, this is what I said. We have like a week and a half of spring, Uh 10 days tops, Uh intermittent rain, and then it's frigging summer. No, I'll tell you exactly what's going to happen. It's going to be... Sunny and in the 80s all week, yep. and then Memorial Day weekend, it's going to rain Horrendous. and it's going to be in the 50s. Right. No, it's going to snow. That's the, way, yeah. that's, the way it, that's the way it goes. Keep those brushes in your car, folks. <laughs> um, speaking of Memorial Day weekend this weekend, um, we are holding our first ever Greg Hill Foundation Figawi party. Yay. It is happening on Saturday, and it's called Frig Is It, uh, because of course, Figawi stands for where the Yes. Can I say frig? I, I where the frig are we? Yeah. That's what where the we, fig Newton are we? Yeah. So our event is frig is it? Yeah. Which would be where, where the, the frig right. is it? And, and so <laughs> not um, Martha's Vineyard. I'll uh, tell you that we have we, <laughs> we have a, a special celebrity host of the party on Saturday, and that is Andy King from the Fire Festival documentary. Let's all take one for the team. And uh, Andy <laughs> is going to join us at eight forty-five on the show today, nice. just to catch up. We had Andy on. A while ago, he was a Spaz mystery guest. Yeah, and Andy will be coming. He will be making his way. <laughs> how, how do I? Guy. Uh, <laughs> heading to the. He no, will, that doesn't work either. Um, he will be heading. Um, yes, easy. he will be arriving uh, in on Ack. He will be saying at no. He'll, he'll have he'll he'll, he'll have be, a mouthful. 
He will be, he will be bringing the water. He'll, he'll be bringing the. He will make. He will be ensuring that the Evian water is allowed onto Nantucket right. for the party. Right. The island will be so, hydrated. Correct. Yes. So Andy will join us in just a, a little bit, and the governor is going to be in the studio shortly for yeah. breakfast with Baker, and the governor is uh, a huge Game of Thrones fan. So I cannot wait to get his thoughts on last night's series finale. But right now, it's this. And now, it's your turn to talk as the Hillman Morning Show presents Hill Mail. Hey, sis, grimy. If two vegetarians are having an argument, do they still call it a beef? Oh, boy. A W-A-A-F. <laughs> well done. All right. Funny. Today's Hill Mail voicemail messages are brought to you by East Coast Metal Roofing. Reach out to them today and learn more about their Spring into Savings program. Because you listen to this show, you get 10% off a brand new metal roof. EastCoastMetalRoofing.com. That's EastCoastMetalRoofing.com. And now for you, the very best Hill Mill voicemail messages that have been left for us over the previous four days, I guess. Ish. Yes. Thursday, 1.42 p.m. I tell you what, as a fellow motorcycle owner and rider, there's nothing that irks me more than when you're driving up the highway and all of a sudden someone's got to get somewhere just a little bit faster than you so they got a lane split mm. and come right up the side of your vehicle and you practically crap yourself and hit them. And you know what? I wouldn't even feel really that bad, to be honest. You get what you deserve. End of message. Um, that's fine. We got to be careful because the motorcycles are out there. Yeah. yeah, and this is this is the season for that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, I will say as a as a vehicle driver or perhaps a passenger, uh, mm -hmm. what really bothers me is when you people are cheating and making your way up the middle of the lane while right. we're all while yeah. we're all sitting in traffic. Right, lane splitting. That's yeah. not fair. No. That well, Greg, not... some of the bikes are air cooled, uh, so uh, uh, we uh, have uh, to keep uh, moving; uh, otherwise, oh, we we'll get the burn. Oh, okay. Thursday, nine fifty-eight p.m. Two minutes left for the zip. We want the cup. <laughs> Gotta get that Stanley Cup. We want the cup. Gotta get that Stanley Cup. We got the cup. Gotta get that Stanley Cup. Woo! End of message. I don't buy these people like Lyndon who are saying that the layoff hurts the Bruins. I'm not worried about that. I I mean oh, I'm, I'm I'm really I'm not worried about um, it. Did you play what, professional hockey? No, I did not play professional that, that's hockey. That's not that's not the point. It, yes. So you take you take two weeks of vacation off. You come back. You're fresh as a daisy. Yes. Come I am. On. I get rejuvenated. I, I I charge my I recharge my batteries during you vacation. Recharge your Kindle. <laughs> so like ninety two thousand um, emails, yeah. fourteen hundred voicemails. <laughs> you're trying to play catch up. So we got Monday, we get everything underway Monday, Game 1, Stanley Cup Finals. Third professional franchise in our city to make it to the finals consecutively. How amazing is that? Sox, Patriots, now Bruins. Thursday, 10.02 p.m. Yes, helmet. I must say, we should let, from now on, let Gotham Weymouth the I'm surprised when Scott was on earlier, he didn't proudly proclaim that he called the sweep. Yeah, I was waiting for I that. I mean, he did call the sweep. I know I know you hate him, but Scott from Weymouth did indeed call the sweep. Friday, 1.08 a.m. Hell, man, what's up? This is Belvedere from Hudson. 
So I'm at the bar and talking to this chick, and she just turns to me and says, one time the cops tased my goats and stuff. What's up with that? And of message. <laughs> Goats. 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 That's not right. Goats. Friday, 5, 11 a.m. Hey, uh, what do you, what do you, what do you call a, uh, a, a fake noodle? What do you call a fake noodle? An impasta. An impasta. Do you get it? All right, Greg, uh, 30 seconds. Speaking of pasta, last <laughs> night, wow. Bruins, sweep, wow. Four to zero, wow. Greg? End of message. <laughs> Friday, 8, 11 a.m. Has anybody here seen my human morning show? <laughs> Can you tell me where it's gone? I just turned around and they was gone. End of message. Well, had to drive up all the way up to St. Lawrence on Thursday, six and a half hours, and, <laughs> and then celebrated the graduation from college of Julia Hill, so... <laughs> Um, blood balled my eyes out yesterday during that ceremony, and now we're on to the working world. And we're you on, you gave uh, you gave her what for a gift? Remind uh, me. Um, I gave her a college education for a gift. No, that's and, not the and, gift. And that's not the no, gift. No, I gave her, I gave her I gave her some life lessons. I gave her some knowledge no, about life. That's no. what I gave. That's the, that's she the gift. That is the gift. What's she going to do? She wants to be a teacher. She's right? going to be yeah. She's going to be uh, teaching um, and uh, doing it at a. A, uh, a private school in the area. A private uh, in our, school. In our, in our area right here. She'll she, live uh, there. She gets to live there and be like a dorm parent. They have a program that you can do and and learn how to and learn how to deal with the the little the little tykes. So um and then, you know, I gotta I unfortunately I think I have to take another day off Friday because of uh, I, well I gotta get Does down and I got to get Frigizit ready. I got to go down there and set up the tent for the party right. and, and do all those right. do all those things yeah. on Friday. You're going to so. set up the tent? Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay, yes, yeah. yes right. You're like the singer in the band. You I never got, carry uh, gear. Right? Singers don't I, carry uh, gear. They uh, don't load everybody out. Everybody else shows up like three days before. <laughs> right. Uh, can you check this stat? Yeah. I'm not a big sports stat guy. Mm. I'll leave that to the others. But this uh, texter says that the last six finals teams who had the longer layoff lost in the Stanley Cup so finals. So I feel like someone did text in about that last week when we were discussing it. Let uh-huh. me take a look. All right. Take a look at that, please. 6.09 a.m. Let us never forget that President Trump is the Martin Sheen character that played the president in the dead zone. Oh. General, you put your hand in that scanner, oh. or I'll cut it off, and I'll put it there myself. Grabbing little babies to take a bullet. Melania, grab the kids, they're firing at us. End of message. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, here's, a, here's a 978 text from a buffoon who says, the rest of the show couldn't have done Friday. You don't trust them. Uh, no, Mike Shu wanted the day you off. Want a everybody day off, everybody guy. deserves a day off. Yes. Everybody has vacation around here. I think Shu's been working. How long have you been working here? Uh, t- 20, 20 years? 20 years. 20 years. You got, you got four yeah. weeks of vacation, right? Wait, they said four days. I, said, <laughs> I mean, I hate to break it to people. I just, you know, if they wanted to do the show, they could do the show themselves. I like when they do the show themselves. They could do it without me. They, 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 I'd be happy. They have. Whatever. Do it. Whatever. Six. 35 a.m. Hey, Greg, I came up with an interesting uh, trivia question. I think so, anyway. How many states were in the Union at the time of the Civil War? And did that number change throughout the course of the Civil War? 
and what states were not a part of the union. End of message. Oh, the guy is leaving a serious trivia question on, on Hillmill? <laughs> what, 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 what is wrong is with calling that? the right number? <laughs> what is this, U.S. history yeah, class? What, what's oh, up? Jeez. Where's right. Jack? I'm not going to answer that right now because the governor is here waiting, waiting to come on the show. Right. Maybe Oof. the governor um, knows. So thank you for participating this morning during Hillmail. And it is 8.13 and time to welcome to the studio the governor of the Commonwealth. One, two, three, four, five, six. It's time for breakfast with Baker with the governor of the Commonwealth of Massachusetts, Charlie Baker, on WAAF. All right, the governor is here, and it's time for breakfast with Baker. He's shaking hands, kissing babies, although there's no babies around in the studio. And good morning and welcome. How are you? How you doing? Oh, I'm great. That Game of Thrones thing was just so awesome. (laughs) Whoa, what a way to end it. I can't believe that you're going to start with that. Well, first of all, let me just say... Uh, you and I have something in common with regard to what we did this weekend. Yes, I believe I went to my daughter's graduation your, your, at uh, Miami your, of Ohio. Your daughter oh, graduated. Congratulations. So, um, sad she and, and she sad and, 4, and happy. Four thousand other kids. Four thousand. Yeah. Says, Big school. Sad and happy, right? Um, um, I think mostly happy. Yeah. I, uh, from uh, from my wife's and my point of view, um, you know, I, I think. I think she was ready to graduate too, yeah. and sort of get a job and yeah. um, get into what we what I'll describe as sort of the real world. Luckily, she lives in Massachusetts, where unemployment is so low. Two point nine percent, highest number of people working ever. Yes, yes that would be yes. Massachusetts. She's going to be at yes. work. Yes, this yes. morning. Yes, yes. <clears throat> Um, and it's nice to write that last uh, tuition check. Isn't oh my that? God! We wrote that in uh, January, and we took a picture of it. Yeah. Are you are are you um like are you concerned by by how expensive college yes, is and of what's gonna, and what's going to? I mean, as a politician, do you think about that? I mean, there of has course. to be, there has to be some kind of. I don't think the solution is is free secondary education as so we, some as some so would we, say. Um, but, we did. Um, we did a bunch of things in the budget, some of which the legislature adopted and some of which they didn't. But um, we had in there, um, we wanted to bait. We, we've been piloting this early college and dual enrollment program, program where kids can, um, in, col- in high schools that choose to participate, can go to college, um, usually in conjunction with either a local university or a community college where they can start going to college when they're seniors, sometimes juniors in high school. Wow. And uh, and the cost of that particular credit is zero. And it gives kids a chance to test whether or not they want to go to college in some cases and whether or not they can do collegiate work. And I think we should bake. And it's been very successful, very successful. And um, it saves kids money. It gives a lot of kids a chance to sort of kick the tires on whether or not college is for them. It creates relationships between high schools and local colleges, which is a really good thing. Um, and we're, um, we would love to bake it right into the way we do education financing at the K-12 through level generally in Massachusetts. Hmm. Um, we also created a, um, which the legislature didn't adopt, but I hope, um, I hope we get a, a second bite at it. We created a $100 million uh, scholarship trust fund for... Uh, kids going to public universities in Massachusetts. Um, the, yeah, there's more we need to do on this one. Yeah. 
So please don't tell me that you were happy with that season finale of Game of Thrones <laughs> last night. You know, I, uh, I I thought it started out actually pretty well. I mm-hmm. liked the idea of walking through the carnage that Danny created with uh, with the dragon, mm-hmm. um, and I thought um, and I thought that conversation that took place between John and uh, Tyrion on on sort of the fact that Danny's clearly gone mad. Yeah. That speech she gave was <laughs> something, mm-hmm. and. Uh, I guess it all turned for me when the dragon didn't just fry him. Yeah. Because my view is that's kind of what I would have expected the dragon <laughs> yeah, yeah. to do at that point. Yeah. Um, and he clearly was the only one who could get close enough to her. Um, to take her out. To, to actually take her out. Yeah. And, um, but I, I'm, I'm with these people who've written a variety of articles that have said the problem with this is it was it should have been more like Eight or nine episodes. Well, that's what of HBO six. wanted. HBO wanted nine, but the writers didn't want to do nine. But they so. ended up sort of slamming a whole bunch of stuff together to just try and you know either take people out or move the plot along without actually doing it with the sort of grace and and dignity that the show has shown for all these years. Yeah, yeah. kind of like the show in the nine o'clock hour. Uh- <laughs> Uh, yeah, I thought the show in the nine o'clock hour was a great thing. Yes. This is why you're the best governor in the country. Uh, you're what? having a full-on discussion with Hill Dog about, about Game, Game of, of Thrones? Thrones. Oh yeah, our governor watches. What was Game your of favorite Thrones. episode uh, of all time? Yeah. Or this? Well, listen, I I mean, hard not to this season really enjoy the battle episode. I mean, I thought even though it was a little dark, I, I really enjoyed that. The so rest. I didn't- I didn't have a problem with that. For me, it was just the fog of war. You know, yeah. everybody was like, "Well, I couldn't really tell what was going on." Well, I got news for you. If you talk to almost anybody who's ever been in combat, they'll that, tell you they'll that tell you it's on the a, ground it's it is really hard to yeah. know what's going on. Yeah. All right. So the governor not as disappointed. I wish they'd as... showed. I wish they'd given us a little more of a look into how Arya actually got to where she got to take out. I thought she was the right person to take out the the Night King. The Night King for yeah. a whole bunch of reasons. Yes. Yes. Um, but I wish they'd given us a little more um, guidance on how yeah. she got there. And I was way off. I thought that, that both of the Lannisters were not dead. I thought that I thought they were going to rise from when you saw that little glimmer of of outside light. I thought for sure that they had escaped and that. that but I was way off. On that, that speaks to the uh, power of their personalities. Yes, hundred percent, hundred percent. Drop a building on top yes. of them, and Greg still doesn't <laughs> believe they're dead. Uh, all right, let's how see about, this. Um, yes. How about the Battle of the Bastards? Uh, that's yours. All time, all time, yes, yes. Uh, I mean, listen. I think it was a great show. I, I don't, I don't believe that uh, it's like Seinfeld. It, like Seinfeld was a great television show. Season finale was series finale was horrible, but that doesn't it doesn't ruin the whole entire. I agree. Show for me. How about you know? uh, look at all the people who were so upset when The Sopranos ended? Yeah, I know. I, I was one, and then uh, upon reflection, I actually I I like the way that show ended. So I don't know. That may happen here. All right, uh, this is Mary, and you're listening to Breakfast with Baker. Mary, what's going on? Um, hello, thank you for taking my call. Hello, Governor. I yep. think you're great. Um, hey, quick question. Um, I had heard this weekend that uh, Mayor Marty Walsh made an assertion that the uh, Ever Casino wasn't going to be allowed to serve alcohol till 4 a.m. Mm-hmm. I, I wanted to know your opinion because... Mayor Marty Walsh doesn't control um, Everett, and I live in Chelsea next door. I'm not a big drinker, but I think, you know, if you gamble, and you might want to be drinking a little. So I didn't know your opinion on that because you are the governor of the, of the whole state. Yes, yes. Excellent question. Well, first of all, um, 
Mary, thanks for the kind words. The The issue with respect to the license that uh, the Wynn Casino has, and this applies, by the way, to the licenses for the um, the slot parlor in Plain Ridge and to the MGM Casino in Springfield, is they got to play by the same rules with respect to how late they can serve that everybody else plays by, which in Massachusetts at this point is uh, is 1 or 2 o'clock, depending upon where you are. Um and I think the I think what the mayor was saying is if you're going to change it, you got to change it for everybody. You can't just change it for them. Uh-huh. Um, and there's a lot of good reasons to think that way. I mean, I don't know how many of you have friends. I certainly do. Who um, in their younger days would literally race from you know one town where it was midnight to the next town where it closed at one to the next cl- town where it closed at two um, in their cars driving from place to place late at night. Um, just not a, a not recipe a, a recipe a for thing. disaster in yeah. some respects. So um, I we, think the rules ought to be the same for everybody. We we heard this weekend... And by the way, that's a decision that ultimately probably gets made through some combination of the city of Everett and the Gaming Commission. And the Gaming Commission. Yeah. Now, speaking of the Gaming Commission, uh, we heard this weekend that there are talks ongoing between MGM and Wynn with regard to the sale of that casino. Correct. Um, I am assuming that is because Wynn feels like they are the victim's of essentially uh, legal, uh, legalized extortion uh, uh, by, the, by the Gaming Commission. I don't which know. I, well, I think Go it's ahead. ludicrous um, that... He's pointing uh, his finger at me. I'm, I'm not pointing it at you. I'm pretty serious about this one. I am pointing it at the Gaming Commission. <laughs> no, I'm, how, I'm just how, impressed with the uh, level of intensity <laughs> you're showing well, here. I, I'm, just, I'm, I, I'm frustrated that we have the opportunity for a business to come into this state and put thousands of people to work. 5,800. 5,800 people to work. Spend $3 billion on a facility. And then we are Clean telling... Clean up a hazardous waste Superfund site. Correct. Yep. I think you're with me on this. I understand uh, where you're going. And, and, and we're telling them you owe us $35 million? Pay it now before you open up? I, um, uh, it's, I mean, for something that happened elsewhere? Yeah. The, uh, I'd say two or three things here. First, um, I think the Gaming Commission... Did the appropriate remember there's a suitability standard that people are supposed to meet when they applied for that license in the first place and that means that everybody who's part of your organization needs to sign something that's got some pretty heavy legal language attached to it that they're telling you kind of the whole truth nothing but the truth blah 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 and it's pretty clear based on their investigation that when um didn't tell them the whole truth now they did a whole bunch of things to clean that up and i think in respect with respect to the gaming commission's decision, I, I believe they had to do something, um, and I and I also believe that in the end, whatever happens with respect to this MGM win discussion, everybody needs to remember that um, MGM you can only have one license in Massachusetts under the, the way the state law currently works, and MGM has a an open facility operating in Springfield, and I'm also I also believe that under the law. Um, once you open in a facility, in a community, you can't just walk away from it without the permission of uh, of, of the local leadership there. And I, I have not talked to the mayor in Springfield about this at all. Um, I don't know if MGM's talked to him. But the, the Springfield has a role, appropriately, to play in whatever happens with respect to MGM and their current operation in Springfield. Huh. People okay. shouldn't forget that. Yeah. When you say walk away, does that include a sale? Like, say, MGM wanted to sell to another casino company. Yeah, they would have to get permission. They would get the approval of Springfield, yeah. Okay. Um, and the Gaming Commission, by the way. Um, here's a text 
uh, asking as a Swampscott resident how you feel about the proposed Northeastern University expansion into Nahant. I don't yeah. know anything about that. Yeah, I don't. It's a, it's a hot, hot button issue up in the North Shore. Oh, really? Really? Hot button issue. Is it yeah. covered in the North Shore Beefs uh, Facebook group? <laughs> oh, no, we are strictly uh, beef related. Okay, like just, cow sla- just cow roast beef, beef. Just not roast like beef. Actual okay. Yeah. Arguments. Um, so, I'm. I'm. Ac- I actually am not up to speed at all on this one. Okay. Um, it's not Swampscott. It's in the hunt. Yep. And um, as I understand the issue, Northeastern has a pretty has had a pretty significant... There's an old military site up there um, that Northeastern turned into a um, marine science operation, and they study... They do a lot of pretty serious work on marine biology up there, and uh, they had a proposal to expand it. And I actually am not aware of whether or not the state has a role to play in, in that, that or not. That, and the okay. last time I talked to people about this was literally six, eight months ago. So I'm not I'm not well enough briefed on what the current state of play is on that, Devin. Speaking of small, small town politics, how about that Board of Selectmen race in Swampscott? That thing heated up. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, oh, it was right. wild. Oh, it was- it did. What actually? That I do know a little bit about. It did, <laughs> oh, you know, yes. It did get pretty interesting <laughs> toward the end. Yes, it did. All right. The governor's here. It's breakfast with Baker. His monthly visit to us. This is Brian. Hey, Brian, you're on with the governor. Brian. Brian. All right. I don't think Brian is there. Let me get Mark on this morning. Hello, Mark. Good morning, Gregory. What's up, Mark? Mr. Baker, it is truly an honor. The question that I have for you with that's been going around nationally and especially with the presidential campaigns that have been going on, Mr. Bernie Sanders came out and said that he may propose an idea where convicted felons, ally murderers, and especially people like the Boston Marathon bomber uh, would have legal voting rights behind bars to make decisions on presidential and local campaigns. I want to know personally your opinion on that matter that is near and dear to my heart. No. No. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm um I'm with uh Mayor Pete on this one. He um he got asked the same question during that town hall up in New Hampshire and said, um, if you are first of all, terrorists should be treated completely differently in some respects than almost anybody else. If you've already sworn if you've already sworn yourself as an enemy of this country, then you know, I could probably I would probably be pretty sympathetic to the idea that you should probably never have the right to vote. Um, or very few other rights. But what what Mayor Pete basically said, which I I agree with, is um, if you're in jail, um, you haven't paid for your um, for your crime. You know, when you get out of jail, um, you should be given back that right to vote. But when you're in jail, no. Can I ask a related question? How's it going on the dangerousness hearing proposal you had? Yeah. Um, so we made a proposal to the legislature that was basically to deal with the fact that um, in Massachusetts, when you show up in front of a judge, you're only in very certain small number of circumstances can the court actually have a hearing on whether or not you are dangerous and therefore should be held prior to trial. And, um, and, And I would argue this is a loophole in our criminal justice system because there are so many crimes 
for which you can't even hold a hearing to determine if somebody's dangerous. And there was a good example of this recently up in Lawrence where um, a guy who was literally searching for young children to um, sexually abuse online. Wait, Wayne Chapman? No, no, this is a different one. Okay. Because <laughs> um, I want to talk about that too. Okay. Yeah, yeah. The, um, this was a, uh, he was searching online for a young child to abuse and he connected with one and he was arrested and charged with aggravated assault and rape on a minor. And um, that was deemed not one of the crimes for which you could have a dangerousness hearing. And his bail was set. <laughs> and I mean, um, it was I know it's ridiculous. And I actually think the legislature, based on the... I mean, we had a pretty interesting conversation at the committee level about some of the details of our proposal. I thought it was a good hearing. I appreciated the fact that they held it fairly early in the session. Kudos to Senator Eldridge and to uh, um, the House Chair of that committee. Don't look at LB and ask that. Wrong guy. He did just found out you're um, the governor. Very what? funny. Yeah. Um, what? House Chair uh, Claire Cronin for getting together and having that hearing early. Um, they they asked a lot of what I would describe as good questions on details. But I think, generally speaking, there's an appetite in the legislature to expand the number of things for which courts can hold dangerousness hearings. Now, uh, with regard to Wayne Chapman... Let me just give you one example of why this matters. Um, There's an officer named Ron Tarantino, who's an Auburn police officer. You guys raised money for his family. um, Who was shot and killed at a uh, traffic stop by a guy who had had three encounters with law enforcement in the previous few months and was out. Um, on bail on um, one of the more recent ones. And two of them, one of them involved assault and battery on a police officer. The other one was a domestic violence crime. Um, he'd be a perfect candidate for having that type of a hearing process before yeah. you let him out. Same with uh, Leftowich, the guy down on the Cape who killed Sean Gannon. Mm-hmm. Um, and also a police officer from Yarmouth. And I, um, Mickey Rivera, another one who... Um, they let go, um, who was, that one's an even more sad situation. He ended up getting into a chase with uh, the police and head-on collided with a young father who was on his way home from the hospital, a guy who actually served in Afghanistan yeah. and is a totally upright citizen. I Look, you hate to make legislation based on examples and anecdotes, but... We do need a broader set of circumstances in which the courts can at least have a hearing to determine whether or not somebody's dangerous enough to hold until trial. And Wayne Chapman. That's a different story. Supreme Judicial Judicial Court has said, you know, this is a man who uh, raped 100 boys, uh, is allowing him, he cannot be held any. uh, Are you guys going to refile on on that? Yeah. Oh, so... The Chapman story um, goes back over a year now, and um, he was originally scheduled to be released. Um, the, the way the process works is if you get one of two, I think it's just two, I think it's just two uh, court-appointed psychiatrists to, uh, to say that you're no longer a danger. And in Chapman's case, they said that because of his age and his physical condition. Um, one of them said that he was no longer a danger, that you can be released. And um, and we, our administration fought that, and, um, and, and based on a series of fairly recent events that happened with Chapman, 
we were able to stay that release, but eventually um, we lost it. But we had filed legislation last year, um, which we expect and anticipate we'll have a conversation with the legislature again this year to broaden the universe um, from just two psychiatrists to a panel of five and to basically say that, you know, if that if a majority of the people on that panel don't think he should be released or whoever it is that comes later should be released, that they won't be. But How we you- thought one out of two was... Pretty low bar. Yeah. How do you feel about the legislature considering that there would be no life without parole sentence in Massachusetts? I'm not a fan of that either. I think, look, um, under state and federal constitutional law, when it comes to kids, um, there's a limit to how far you can go. Um, I think life without parole for somebody under the age of 18 in Massachusetts, I think it's 30 years and then you're eligible for parole. That's the sort of response to the cruel and unusual punishment issue associated with life without parole for kids. Um, but when it comes to adults, I think life without parole should absolutely be part of the conversation and that prosecutors and courts need to have that tool available to them. Definitely. Um, your thoughts on ICE and whether they ought to be uh, in our in our courts here in Massachusetts arresting people. So um, we actually filed legislation on this too. Um, there was a state, su- judicial, state Supreme Judicial Court decision that was rendered maybe 18 months, two years ago, now at this point, that said um, under current, that that there is no state law in place that creates a process to detain somebody if they've actually gone through whatever process they need to go through. Um, And that therefore, um, law enforcement and the courts in Massachusetts don't have a mechanism to honor a detainer if the feds are looking to to get to somebody. and we filed legislation last year saying, here's a set of criteria, you know, violent crimes, terrorism, uh, domestic violence, rape, murder, that kind of stuff, uh, where we believe um, we should have a state law that enables law enforcement, municipal and state law enforcement and the courts uh, to collaborate with um, federal uh, law enforcement officials, ICE, um, if there are questions about somebody's status as a citizen that legislation um didn't pass last year i think it would solve this problem and create a mechanism to make it possible for this to be dealt with and uh, i really hope it gets taken up by the legislature this year because clearly what we have now is not working and the situation the circumstance with judge joseph is a perfect example of that do you think she should be back on the bench um well she's Ever? not she's not yeah. on the bench now she's but do you think i she think should... she's suspended without pay pending yeah. the results of the trial um I said at the time that this whole story broke that it needed to be investigated. Um, The U.S. attorney has determined that uh, it was worthy of an indictment, and it's now up to a federal court, which is, frankly, you know... How it should be? How it should be. Yeah. All right. Well, um... Boy, that was a lot of criminal justice. There was a lot of criminal justice uh-huh. stuff. Monday yeah. morning. Well, you know, I mean, I, I have I, I have one other question. Brian's back. Let me do this before we let you go. Brian, what's going on? Hey, thanks, Greg. Hey, hey Governor Baker, how you doing? Good. Good. So, um, quick question. Is, 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 is there no appetite uh, for actually putting a solution in place for stopping people um, using, their, using their phones, their devices, um, besides maybe a Bluetooth connectivity in the car? I mean, I... I work as a technology expert. I know that it's it's a very simple uh, procedure. I mean, I, I can set up a, an app to do that relatively quickly. Uh, but I think it's a lot like schools. We don't let kids use their phones, and it's, it's frankly the what we have right now isn't working. I think some of the traffic is 
basically because people are doing everything but driving. And, I, you know, I just wanted to know if there would be an appetite to put something like that in place where you just couldn't use your phone for anything, you know, besides a Bluetooth connectivity during so, driving. So technology that would basically prevent you from ever using your phone at all when you're in the car is what you're saying. Except for where it ties into, you know, Bluetooth into your phone or into a headset. Okay. Like yeah. you, can't, you can't browse data. I know the legislature's considering... Yeah, uh, that actually is currently under debate on Beacon Hill, and I think the House actually passed a hands-free um, law last week. I, you know, call me crazy, well, but I'm, I don't think it just... I don't think it has to just be about Bluetooth. I mean, my, um, my phone has... I mean, if I ask Siri to make a phone call, Siri will make a phone call. Right. Um, and she knows everybody in my... <laughs> um, in your contact in list? In my contact list, and... Um, and I, I really think the technology there, to use Brian's point, has gotten to the point where um, it's it's worthy of um, of pursuing a law to deal with the texting while driving thing. Because Brian's right. I mean, anybody who's ever stopped at a traffic light anywhere, mm -hmm. every single head around you is down. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. Mm -hmm. a lot of them are down while you're driving. And, um, In the left lane. And, and mm -hmm. some really terrible things have happened as yeah. a result of that. Hey, can we talk about the Bruins for like a minute? Yes, I yes, mean, we'll talk about the Bruins for a minute, yeah. What do you, I mean, how amazing, isn't it's it amazing? A, it's totally amazing, I mean, this is I the, want to talk about. It's the greatest city, greatest sports city in the world. But I just, um, that team, um, they are, playoff hockey's great, but they're enormously fun to watch. Um, yeah. The, all four lines can score. Um, the quality of their defense has been terrific. Tuka Rask is Rask is having a series like I've never seen him have. Tuka's amazing. Um, yeah, I'm loving it. Yeah, Tuka, Tuka's yeah, amazing. He took so much heat at the beginning of the year. No yes. one likes yeah. him because he's, you know, right. he, he's like, he's never too high, never too low. Right. Hillman yeah. exactly. and I were talking right. about it. He's like Placido Domingo, you know, yeah. right in the middle. And uh, he's he's just laser show. But I, um, I mean, watching... Watching the way this it's going to be San Jose or St. Louis, and I have to believe against either one of them, the Bruins are going to be favored. I think so. I mean, that could be a Governor Jinx. I mean, there's the Hillman Jinx, and then there's the I Governor Jinx. I said could Jinx. be. I didn't could say. <laughs> well, listen, there may be yet another parade to. Uh, to, to well, we've gone on. we've gone a hundred days in this town without a parade. I think we're due. We're due for another one, Governor. Well, I would yes. love San Jose because of Joe Thorne. Well, some people want that. I like St. Louis though too. I, I I look at it. Where do I want to travel to go to a game? Okay. Uh, that's the way I. The other thing that would be interesting about St. Louis is, you know, the Red Sox beat the Cardinals. Yes, when yes. They won their uh, first World Series championship. And while the Rams were in L.A., they yeah. were not yeah. so long ago that right. they were in St. Louis. And it might be kind of... And the you know when the last time was that the St. Louis Blues were in the... Um, we're in the Stanley Cup Finals. I think it was the Bobby Orr year. It with, was. With the, That's uh, actually with the flying, right. The with most the flying iconic goal. moment of yes, all. Can you yes. imagine having Bobby Orr waving the flag oh, at the start of the oh, opening oh, game of that one great. with the, you know, the uh, with the well, he'd have to leap in the air up on like, the jumbotron. Well, they'd have the to have him like we'll get LB and some of the guys to hold him up around, in that yeah. in that position. Yes, yeah, but no, it's exciting, Governor. It really is. All right, and marching in some Memorial Day parades. I'm assuming. I'm actually going to go put flags on. On uh, veterans' uh, graves in the military cemetery in Bourne. Oh, um, awesome! The um, I'm having a bad time with names this morning. There's a a guy whose son is from Fall River, whose son is a Medal of Honor recipient. He died um, in um, in the war against terror, and uh, he he does this every year and has done it since his son passed. And 
I'm gonna go down and do it with him. Awesome. Um, and I'll obviously pay my respects at some of the other state um, veteran cemeteries as well. But it's I'm glad you brought it up. It's a the weekend sometimes gets lost in uh, in the barbecues and the softball games and all the rest. But in the end, um, it was it established by um, by the moms and the husbands, uh, or excuse me, by the moms and the wives of confederate and union soldiers who died in the uh civil war and it was originally decoration day i think is what it was called and they went out and put flowers on their graves and um and it eventually became this country's way of recognizing and honoring everyone who dies in war defending and and protecting our freedoms and um and, and if you have a chance to go visit a cemetery and put a flag on a few graves um it's a very meaningful and, and and poignant way to spend the weekend well it's great to see you good um, to see you too i'm glad that there's at least one person who was satisfied by the game of thrones I sort of series, finale, <laughs> series <laughs> finale um and we'll see you next month yeah looking forward to it all right there's the governor we'll be right back point of order on something that the governor was talking about when he was here moments ago for breakfast with baker before we speak with our friend andy king from the Firefest documentaries who will join us in, in just a minute. But uh, point of order being that the governor was talking about Memorial Day and going down to Bourne yes. and helping to place the flags on mm -hmm. the veterans' uh, grave sites. Mm -hmm. um, and he was trying to remember the name of the, uh, of the father who uh, organizes that every year. And several texters pointed out it's Paul Monty and his son, the Medal of Honor winner, uh, Jared Monty. Uh, Medal of Honor honoree. I don't know if you say winner or, or medal uh, winner. Uh, recipient. I think recipient. is how you, is yeah. how you say yeah, that. Right. Uh, Jared Monty and obscure reference. The Lee Bryce song uh, "I Drive Your Truck" is about Paul Monty um, and about driving his son's truck. I, I, don't, no know, I don't know if you. Yeah, I, I mean, if you, no way you can listen to that song without bawling your eyes out. Mm -hmm. So. Um, Indeed, Memorial Day weekend is this weekend, and like the governor said, make sure you do something at some point to honor those who have served this country and continue to serve this country. Um, today's weather brought to you by the all-new three-row 2019 Subaru Ascent, featuring all-wheel drive. Love is now bigger than ever this spring. It is going to be partly sunny today, and the temperature is going to be 83 for a high Danielle's favorite kind of weather, moisty and muggy. Oh, no. Um, moisty. Uh, on, the, uh, on the phone this morning, our friend Andy King. Andy, good morning. Greg, good morning. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing okay, thanks. Well, I, I have to tell you, I, I, I don't know that I've ever been more excited than when I heard that you had accepted the uh, offer from the Greg Hill Foundation uh, to be the celebrity host of our Fagawi party, Forgiz It. And I can't thank you enough for agreeing to make sure that the cases and cases of Evian water that we have coming to the oh. uh, island mm -hmm. uh, get, there, get there safely, Andy. They will be cleared through customs with no problem. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know if it's weird. There's no customs officials on Nantucket, but I mean, whoever you know, whoever is running the show, just be careful. Just check their identification first. All There'll right, be Andy. A security guard guy there. <laughs> Let me tell you guys, I I came through customs last night at about one o'clock in the morning, and I always get a little nervous, thinking, "Oh boy, 
what are they going to say? You know, and I, I drop something. I pretend I've you know lost something. Waiting for a woman customs officer instead of a male. And then, of course, I hand my passport over last night, and she looks up at me and she says, "Is it really you?" Oh no! Ask you a question. I said, "Yep, go for it." She's like, "Would you?" And she said, "I love you." And she stamped my passport. By the way, Shu is um, he's he's rapidly Thanks, pressing Eddie. he's rapidly pressing Thanks buttons over there. He's in a full sweat over here. Um, oh, yeah, I mean, you must. I mean, honestly, listen, it's kind of a double-edged sword. I bet uh, <laughs> you know, not to use the term sword, but the uh, like it's probably like a like you know, it's nice to be recognized, but is that what you really wanted to be recognized for your whole life, Andy? Oh boy, you know, Greg, it's pretty amazing. I mean. Four TV show offers last week. Really? Wow. And um, it's pretty incredible to be one of the biggest things in pop culture today. And I've had a successful business for 25 years. Now I'm known for my biggest failure. But you know what? The message is it's okay to fail. Guess what? And I failed massively. But how do you turn it around and drive positive change and inspire Gen X's and Gen Z's and millennials to say, you know what? Sometimes you just got to do whatever you, you need to do. I'm not suggesting that to everybody, but, mm-hmm. that, you know, sometimes you need to break out of the box and, and really, if it's in your heart and you're passionate about it, especially a career or something else, go for it. And, uh, you know, I'm doing a speaking tour around the world right now, and it's pretty well received, so pretty cool. Well, we are. I, I am really, really excited that you're going to join us on Nantucket this weekend. And there are, I think we have less than 10 tickets still left for our first ever Greg Hill Foundation event over there for Fregali. And so right. if you want, to, you want to hang out with Andy, you can do that. And I also want to mention that um, when you were on with us a month or so ago, um, you were talking about supporting the locals that were impacted by the fire festival and on our homepage on the foundation's website right now on our homepage, uh, which is Greg Hill foundation.org or is it the Greg Hill foundation, the Greg, the Greg Hill, Hill foundation.org. Foundation. Um, you can go there and you can support Andy and, and what Andy is doing is trying to help um, some of those who lost an awful lot of money. Thanks to Billy uh, and and how is that effort going, Andy? It's coming along. We you know we started the first GoFundMe um, for Marianne who supplied all the food for everybody building out the festival, and she's been paid back. Now the challenge is trying to pay back all the laborers on the island, and uh, I don't think we've broken a hundred thousand yet. Um, and my goal is four hundred thousand, so we've got a little ways to go, but we're building. But I'm so grateful, Greg, that we're able to combine this with. Gallery and Memorial Day weekend, and um, and I'm I'm pleased to be there joining you guys, and uh, hopefully we can raise a little bit more money for the for the gang down in the Bahamas. Yeah, uh, um, is the is and uh, cheats LB, God bless you over there. My goodness, allergies, um, kid. Uh, the um, is uh, now Billy is in jail. Is that correct? Billy is in jail. Yeah, um, and I don't know. You probably saw it two weeks ago. Um, I got a call from my publicist saying, you got some big problems. And I said, what's going on? He said, well, he just made, a, made an announcement to his publicist that's gone viral that um, that he is going to do the next fire Festival and he's going to write a book to pay back everybody in the Bahamas. And guess what? 
you're handling everything for him while he's in jail. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. <laughs> that's the first I've heard about it. And then he said Ryan Seacrest was handling a lot of the entertainment. And then Ryan's team called my team and said, is this true? I said, uh, no, Ryan, no, we're not doing anything with him. <laughs> so you would, I mean, is there any circumstance by which you would you would work with him ever again? No. <laughs> All right, good. Good. I'm glad. A little you... heartbreaking for me, but no. But no. At this point, my team is like, Andy, if you even call him, we're going to kill you. <laughs> like, Don't worry. No, no, no. We're not. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, listen, I'm really looking forward to seeing you on Saturday and hanging out a little bit. And I thank you for doing this. And I hope that everybody will go to the website and find out how you can help those people down there who uh, got taken for a ride by, by this guy. Not by Andy, but by Billy. So um, You got it. Well, you guys, thanks so much. I look forward to seeing everybody this weekend. All right. And you're prepared. Like, I'm, I'm hoping that we can do, like, I mean, how are you with doing, like, some photo op stuff? Like, maybe, like, a tray of Evian. Oh, and, God. I mean, can we do all yeah. that? Can really? we do all that stuff? Absolutely. All right. You know, all right. I'm willing to take another big one for the team. All right. Uh. <laughs> all right. <laughs>